Hello, and welcome back to the Texan Abroad. I'm Bill McMains, and today we're going to talk a little bit about stress and relaxation, um, how that affects health in general, continuing our Movember campaign. Uh, first, I want to thank everyone for listening and commenting, sending me message, messages and topics and tips and other things. It seems that uh, most of the people out there enjoy it when I really get into personal aspects of my life and how the things I'm talking about have affected me as an individual. So that's what I'm going to keep doing. Uh, please uh, continue to rate, subscribe, review, send me messages, send me topics, and let me know if you want to join me one day in the future for a podcast. Uh, the more I get back from you guys, the more I will continue doing this, and I'll keep saying that. So uh, let's get to it. First question we have today is how does attitude affect health? Um, as I mentioned in the last podcast, attitude is really important, or I should say mental health is really important. There are many different aspects to mental health, um, but what you don't want is to kind of create a snowball effect of negativity that leads you down kind of a deep, dark well of depression that can be really tough to climb out of. Uh, there are those mental sides, those mental uh, aspects to your attitude, but also it's a physical aspect as well. Um, attitude has literally been linked to longevity in life and career. Um, the article, an article I read recently talked about the key being um, a life of purpose, finding purpose in what you're doing. But really, it's just finding meaning in everyday things. And the more that you can find meaning, the more you can turn your attitude around and accentuate the positive um, and deflect the negative. I think those really have physical ramifications. Um, it's pretty clear that there is a physical effect on your heart and on your brain. Call it stress or pessimism, bad attitude, a bad temper, whatever it is. It increases health risks. Uh, some of us, I think, are more predisposed to stress, to raging tempers than others. But I think we can all control it. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about that at the end. Um, I used to have an awful temper, as I mentioned in the last episode, Billy Blade story, if you remember. Um, but now I'm pretty even keeled, uh, much more relaxed, much more calm, um, less temperamental than I used to be even 10 years ago. And that kind of, but I'm not completely um, without stress, without anger, without those kinds of things. And that leads me to uh, question number two, what kinds of things affect my attitude? Uh, my answer is pretty simple here. It's one word and that's people. My work, my life, everything that I do uh, really centers around a devout belief in people, that they are good, that they can change, that when they try to be, they are incredible people, that they do incredible things. And I think for the most part, that's true. Um, I've traveled to a lot of countries. I've lived in different places. I have friends and family in all different walks of life. And uh, my belief in people is relatively unfettered. Um, but there are times, uh, like all face, where mine is challenged. Uh, perhaps one of the most common ways is um, the way that a lot of locals and even non-locals behave in the Moscow metro here. Um, I remember when I first moved to Moscow, I was almost, uh, I won't use the word offended, but that's, uh, maybe disturbed is a better word at how people rushed through what is perhaps the most beautiful metro system in the world. Um, some of these metros, if you've never been to Moscow, 
are astounding. They are works of art with statues or chandeliers or frescoes or uh, different things that are just magnificent to behold. And there are these people running through trying to get from place to place. But in the five years that I've been here, I've kind of found myself doing the same thing from time to time. So I, I try not to judge as much as I used to. One thing that still bothers me, though, a lot is when we're in a transportation system like that, especially the people here, um, they kind of act in a very self-centered way. Me first. I'm not caring about anyone else, pushing people out of the way, not lining up worried about them getting on the train or off the train more than they are about those around them. Uh, it kind of challenges my idea of people um, because, again, my belief is a lot more that people are genuinely good uh, as opposed to self-centered, even though that we act that way sometimes. Um, and so it just makes me angry. Um, but the good thing about it is that I, I know that I get angry when I'm on the uh, metro waiting for an escalator and people are pushing and shoving to try and get in the line, whether it's a young person or an old person. And we just aren't looking around, aren't thinking about those around us and that that other people are trying to do the same. Um, but I, I notice it and I notice my attitude towards it. And that's a pretty important part, which I'll explain in just a bit. Um, but just as people can have a negative effect on me, I, they can also have a positive one. Uh, I have a student that I meet with twice a week. She's perhaps the most well-rounded 15-year-old in history, and she has a pretty difficult schedule. Every time that I meet with her, she seems like she's on empty. Um, but we slowly start uh, our meeting, our discussion. I push her. I prod her. I try to challenge her ideas, force her to answer some questions throw in jokes as often as I can, trying to get her to smile. And without fail, over the course of the 60 minutes, by the end, um, she's found some life and laughter and often contemplated something that she didn't before. Um, so it's that when I leave there, knowing what she was when I started and how I left her, the impression that she got from that time spent with me, that's a really important aspect that brings me up. It it gives me gives me life and energy um, and kind of keeps me going. Um, but like everyone, work has highs and lows. And that's what brings me to question three. Uh, what are some common sources of stress? And I don't think that I'm different than most people in the world. Um, that The same sources of stress bother me or plague me that they do almost every person and work being one of those. Um, perhaps it's better to say work and career. Uh, I think we all stress a little bit about the short term things. Um, what do I need to do this week or this month uh, or even today uh, to get done what I have to get done for my job, for whatever it is that I'm doing, whatever I've got on my immediate plate. But even in a bigger picture, what do I need to do this week or this month to kind of keep myself on that path for the future that I want? And even a bigger question, what future do I want? Uh, where do I want my career to go? What's my purpose? What am I doing? Um, do I want to change the world, write the great novel, make a million dollars? Um, who knows? And that actually leads me to another big source of stress for most people and myself as well, which is money. Yeah. Um, there's often that question, would you would you rather have uh, a job that you enjoy that pays you uh, a little bit less money or a job that you're not okay with but pays you a lot of money? Um, I've chosen the former. Uh, I choose it every day. Um, and 
I enjoy it. I love it. But there are days that are hard. Uh, I look at my friends, my peers, older than me, uh, my age, and especially ones that are younger than me who are more successful, who found um, greater success in their career and even greater monetary success. Uh, and it's the natural tendency, I think, with most people to look and compare and question um, and ask, what if? You know, what if I had decided to do something or stuck with a career that was more lucrative but maybe less enjoyable? Wouldn't life be a little bit easier? But for me, the question always comes down to it's not about ease and difficulty. It's about happiness and meaning. And in my heart of hearts, I know that I help people. I really believe that. And so I'm able to kind of climb out of that hole. Um, that's another source of stress, though, actually, is, is our relationships, whether it's with uh, my students or with my friends, with uh, my girlfriend, my, my siblings, um, anyone, right? Our relationships throughout our life, uh, while they should be a place that we go to relieve stress, to cope with it, oftentimes they are sources of it. Uh, the truth is that people are complicated creatures. We're emotional, we're self-centered sometimes, uh, irrational, we're demanding. Um, sometimes we even create drama and tension where none exists because we're just too scared to uh, to talk about something. I was reading an article recently with some students about trying to um, lower the level of stress in the workplace. And one of the thing talked about um, essentially psychological safety. And I was posing a question to many of my students. Um, are you able to uh, question your boss? Yeah. Or uh, can you tell your boss no? And most of them had kind of the correct answer. Um, but one of them actually went down an interesting place. And they said that um, they felt more comfortable being themselves and answering truthfully with their boss than they did with their friends. Um, because they were more afraid, she was more afraid of the reaction that her friends would have uh, if she spoke an opinion that was not popular or they didn't agree with. Um, to me, that's a little bit crazy. Yeah. Um, I think the idea that I tried to live by is expressing what I believe and what I think and doing the best that I can and knowing that I'm going to fail and that I'm going to be wrong sometimes, but being the best me that I can today and trying to be a little bit better tomorrow. A true loved one, a good boss, a parent or a child, they're going to forgive you. They're going to love you or welcome you despite your beliefs, uh, not just because of it. Um, our our imperfections, they are much a part of human design as our mortality, um, which is actually, I think, the last source of big stress for most people. Um, and that's the point of this month. It's, it's about health. The beginning of this pod and uh, the one message I hope you get while listening to it and reading uh, some of the posts that I've written and things like that regarding Movember uh, is that we need to think about our health. Um, do what you can do to make it better incrementally. But don't forget to live. I think that's an important aspect. And I often think about a post that I saw on Keanu Reeves' Facebook uh, not too long ago. And essentially it was he had posted a story, uh, I believe, of a couple that was very close to him where the man lived his life uh, not really thinking so much about health but enjoyment, uh, never put on sunscreen, uh, and ate red meat and drank whiskey and wine and smoked cigars and all of these kinds of things. And his wife 
focused very hard on being as healthy as she could, uh, being a vegetarian, exercising, doing yoga, always wearing sunscreen, all of these kinds of things to protect herself. And in the end, uh, she was the one who actually developed cancer in her 50s, uh, and he did not. Uh, I think the message there, uh, it's not to just forget about your health, but rather you don't know um, when something's going to hit you hard. So enjoy every moment that you can um, and try to find the good uh, in your life at that moment. Think about the future, but don't forget to live today uh, in the best way that you possibly can. And that kind of leads me to uh, question four, is, which is what happens when stress builds up? The first thing I think that's important to note is that there are real health issues with this. I mean, you're talking about heart attacks and strokes and other things when you have really stressful jobs uh, or you allow stress to kind of overtake you. Um, while I've never had a heart attack, knock on wood, um, I, I've had pan panic attacks before, um, and it's not comfortable. It's this kind of uh, overwhelming sense that you have no control of something. Um, I remember when I first moved to Moscow, and it was perhaps my first winter, uh, I was having some money issues. I hadn't met a lot of people at that particular time. None of my friends that, are, that I'm lucky enough to have in my life now were a part of my life at that point. Um, life seemed really hard. It was cold. It was dark. Um, I, I just woke up one day in a state of sheer panic. And uh, luckily, I do have a lot of friends, and I, I still do, and I had at that time a lot of people across the globe that I can count on. And I contacted a friend of mine out in Canada, and she um, has been a friend of mine for years, and we confide in each other a lot. And she told me to calm down, that uh, she had helped, I had helped her through crisis before, and she was going to help me through this one. And for that, I am eternally grateful, because... In that moment, I felt really powerless and weak. Um, and that's a real health issue. There were, that was a physical reaction that I never knew that could happen before. Uh, that was just one instance, and I've not happened to me since then, um, but it had happened to me before. Uh, something less health-related, but just overreacting in things. Um, you know, when you uh, allow stress to build up, minor things become really big deal to you, right? And that can be dangerous for a lot of different reasons. Um, you can ruin your own relationships, right? Uh, maybe uh, when you yell at a friend or say something that you don't mean because of the stress that's built up inside of you. And even worse, with people that don't know you. You, uh, I remember just recently, I was walking through the metro with my girlfriend and uh, we were trying to get out of one of the uh, metro cars. And uh, there was a lot of people crowding and trying to come in as we were trying to go out. And I purposefully kind of flexed myself and bumped into someone uh, as kind of a way to say, you need to watch out when I'm coming out. Be courteous, please. And my girlfriend turned to me and said, be careful, Bill. We're in, we're in Russia. People aren't so small. And yeah, it's, it's a good point. And I think actually this applies a lot to, to us men and even what Movember is about again, which is sometimes our stress, sometimes, uh, the fact that we think we can handle things in a physical way can get us into a little bit of trouble. Um, 
So, yeah, maybe with your friends, they're not going to hit you, but they might not want to see you again, uh, maybe ever, or maybe for a while. Um, so we should be we should always be careful of how we say something uh, and what we do. Um, but I think we need to be even more careful when we feel that stress back, uh, building up. And that leads me to question number five, which is pretty important. And that's how do you handle stress? I think the, the most important thing, as I mentioned previously, is understanding and recognizing it. Yeah. Understanding what it is that has made you stressed or has caused you some anxiety. Trying to get wrap your head around the idea that it's probably pretty trivial in the grand scheme of things. Um, recognize the negativity um, before it gets out of control. Kind of stop the roller coaster or the snowball, if you will. Um, ask yourself some important questions. Why is this stressing me out? Um, is it a big problem or a little problem? Really? Um, what's at the heart of the problem? Does it really matter? And if it's a big problem or a little problem, how can I solve it? Most of the time that works for me. Uh, I have that kind of methodology of four or five questions in my head. All right. Why am I stressed? What's the issue? How do I solve it? Do I really need to solve it? Is it long or short term? Um, but sometimes it doesn't. You know what? Sometimes I'm too far down the rabbit hole of anger or anxiety. Uh, for me, then it's a question of how do you release that kind of uh, tension, that anxiety. And I like running. Yeah, um, I go in search of that release. Um, and for me, it's exercise. Uh, I remember a day maybe a few years ago um, when I was having a fight with the woman I was dating at the time. And uh, I had a couple of clients who had canceled on me kind of indefinitely. Just things seemed to be snowballing out of control. Um, at that time, I was trying to run, but it was pretty cold outside. It was also the winter. And I'd been running about four or five miles uh, three times a week. But I was just so angry and so upset. I went home, changed my clothes, uh, and went for a run outside and just ran listening to music uh, until I was too tired to keep going. And it turns out that I ran close to eight miles that night. Um, so for me, that's a good reliever, but it's it can be different for for different people. So try and figure out what your stress relief uh, can be, um, which leads us to number six. Can you do something to reduce the stress? I mean, I think the main thing, as I said, is understanding your stressors, uh, being as self-aware as you possibly can. Sometimes you can avoid them. Right. If you understand the things that make you stressed again, like for me, uh, the things in the metro that happen, um, Maybe it's a person, uh, maybe it's an event, um, maybe it's a type of person, right? Um, if you can avoid that particular type of stress, that's the best answer. But oftentimes you can't. It might be your boss, it might be a coworker, it might be something uh, that you can't kind of get out of your life. That's okay. You just have to plan your reaction, yeah? Uh, make sure that you know when stress is building up how you're going to handle it, what are the questions you're going to ask, what are the mental aspects that you're going to do, um, who are you going to talk to if you need to talk to someone, uh, how are you going to solve that problem if that's a problem that needs to be solved, um, and if it's too late, if you're too far gone and you need a physical kind of release, then what are you going to do for that? Are you going to go to the gym? Uh, are you going to go get a massage? Like Whatever it is that's going to allow you to relax. Um, and I always try and build in as well 
uh, to actively practice appreciation, which I'll get into in just a moment. Um, I think that helps a lot. But that leads us to question number seven. How do you relax? For me, a lot of the times it's pretty simple things, uh, walking, enjoying, um, thinking, kind of deep contemplation. I really enjoy photography. Um, also doing nothing sometimes is great. You know, we are always constantly on the go and trying to be productive to accomplish a million different things. And I am the worst at that. I've got a million different ideas and thoughts and plans that I'm always trying to get put into place. And so I feel like if I'm not doing something, then I'm wasting my time. But um, having had that attitude for a while, I've kind of come to the conclusion that actually it's it's okay to sit and do nothing, watch a TV show, listen to music, just relax uh, for a little while. Doing nothing can be really refreshing, kind of clearing your head, uh, maybe not in the traditional sense for me, but I like to just slow things down a little bit. Um, and think things through. Um, that kind of leads me to question eight, which is, have you ever tried meditation? It's something that a lot of people try and use or think about using when it comes to stress and relaxation. For me, pure meditation, I have not. I've met loads of people who do it, who do yoga, who do meditation, uh, and love it. They say it clears your mind. It uh, clears them of distractions and thoughts and and it allows them to really reset who they are and what they're doing. For me, I don't really want to clear it. Um, I actually feel quite lucky that my mind works the way that it does. There are times when maybe it's a little bit too difficult to turn it off. When I'm trying to go to sleep at night, I, I often use podcasts or audiobooks um, because otherwise my thoughts kind of take over. Um, but I don't let endless thinking destroy me, actually. I, I kind of have the opposite opinion or the opposite effect. I let it lift me up. My thoughts are relief. They are not stress. Um, perhaps that's abnormal. Uh, and perhaps it's not healthy. I'm not sure. Um, I was I was walking by a, a homeless guy, a beggar, the other day, and he was um, he was crippled. And I don't usually give money to beggars. There's a decent number of them in Moscow. Um, but I don't usually uh, stop and give them any change. This time I did. Uh, for some reason, I, I was just kind of um, engaged in deep thought and thought to myself, what if I were in that guy's shoes? Like, what would I do? Um, he clearly had some physical deficiencies, which limited his ability to do something. And immediately I went to, in my head, to the place that I would still have my mind. Um, and as long as I've got that, as long as my mental faculties are working as well as I think they do, then um, I know that I can do something to make this world a better place. And that's kind of my purpose. That's the thing that I believe in most. And while I still have my mind, I'm not going to turn it off. Um, I think that it's something that I appreciate uh, that I have and I try and use it as often as I can. And the appreciation leads us to question nine, which is. How does appreciation play a role? Um, I mentioned this briefly before, and I think it's fairly important. Most people these days are stuck in a kind of grass is greener uh, mindset, um, which I think personally is a little defeatist. They want everything to be perfect, and they want it to be perfect now. Um, and if it's not perfect, then there's something horribly wrong. Um, that's not how life works. I just read an amazing article by James Mattis, um, the former Secretary of Defense, and one of the subheadings in this article was that 
defects are part of the human condition. And I could not have put it more perfectly. It's an amazing article for lots of reasons, but I really love that particular subheading. Nobody's life is perfect. Nobody's. We all have issues. We all have stress. We all have problems. Um, even those people that you follow on social media or those uh, sports stars or movie stars or music stars or even your your friends that you think have lives that are without flaw. It's not true. Um, everyone has uh, bad parts in their life. But likewise, everyone has good parts, including you. We often just take it for granted. Right. And that's why uh, I tried to practice what I call outward daily appreciation. I keep a little journal and every day I write down the things that went right and the things that I need to improve on. Um, I try every day to make more uh, comments about the things that went right, uh, not that I need to improve on. Yesterday, um, I I had a couple canceled lessons and I went out and ran 10 kilometers. Uh, I was thinking I was going to have to run at night some cancellations in the afternoon. I didn't hesitate, which sometimes I do. Um, and I just went home, changed and went straight to the gym. And actually the same thing is happening today. I had a couple cancellations. I came home recording a pod, going straight back to straight to the gym, then to my evening work. Um, but yesterday I didn't actually do a podcast, which was on my list of to do things. So I'm trying to constantly notice where I fall short, but more importantly, the things that happen every day that either I do or I notice um, that really make me thankful for my life and my situation. Um, it can be small things about my friends, my family, um, something that I see here in Moscow, uh, something that someone tells me, a conversation that I have, but I try and fully appreciate everything that goes on. Um, it's been a bit of a gift, I would say, to have found this kind of life that is deeply involved with people. Um, it's helped me a lot with number 10, which is it possible to change your attitude? And absolutely. Um, as I've said many times, I, uh, I didn't come, uh, I wasn't born, I should say, with the attitude that I have now. Um, the optimistic, uh, realistic uh, kind of dreamer personality that I have that is deeply um, in awe, I would say, of humanity. Um, some of us have bigger hills to climb than others. Through nature or through nurture, we are at a disadvantage. But every one of us can absolutely change. I've done it. Uh, that's how I know it's possible. Um, I was never a negative person, but I was definitely not as optimistic as I am now. And... I didn't know, even recently, some of the things that I think um, I understand a lot more about health and about mentality and about attitude and about people that I do now. The important thing about changing your attitude is almost the same thing uh, about changing anything in life, and that's that we have to take incremental steps. There are no quick fixes. There are no things that are going to change our life and make it perfect overnight. We have to do what we can in this moment to make tomorrow a little bit better. Um, and that's the important step is what do you do today uh, to help yourself tomorrow? That training of your brain to react in a positive way, to notice the positive things, um, to take great pleasure in the little enjoyments of daily life, that can start right now with just you trying to uh, to emphasize it.
Yeah, small little habits and little changes today can make a big difference. So that's all for now. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'll be back this evening or tomorrow with a new episode. Until then, I'm the Texan Abroad. Thank you.